Let's go around the NFL to keep you in the loop. This is Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Nico Collins, huge game, 195 yards, touchdown, nine receptions. Jim Harbaugh, he's in town. Nico Collins probably going to be on the sidelines. You think Nico Collins gets a uh, gets a shot like they they say Texans receiver Nico Collins? Absolutely. You think? Oh yeah. You think he gets that? Especially after Saturday night. Okay. Right. I, I hope so. Right. I hope so. I think I think he deserves that. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, his Michigan Wolverines taking on who they play. You know who they're playing. I have no idea who are they playing. You don't remember. Washington, okay. You blocked it out? I, no, I just haven't. I've seen a lot of Michigan people going around town. I haven't seen any Washington folks, so I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Oh, they're here? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here's Jim Harbaugh talking about the performance of one of his former players, Nico Collins. It was fun to watch. I think he had nine targets, uh, nine receptions, a ton of yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, it was just great. I mean, just go back and think about the, you know, the time when he was in high school uh, visiting his school, I mean, recording as a freshman, how hard he worked to put himself in that position, warms the cockles of the heart. Going to see him standing at the podium after the game in the letter jacket, I mean, that was, that was really cool. So, uh, it's great. Keep doing you, Nico. It's working. Keep doing you, Nico. It's working. That's Jim Harbaugh up there. Nico, Nico has the most bragging rights uh, of any Texans player right now. He is in the corner of the locker room with... John Mechie, Will Anderson's there. Up to the left is Henry Tootoo, all Alabama alums, obnoxious Alabama alums. Are they? And then to his right is Christian Harris. He is swamped. Oh, his head coach also went Where's there, too. Where's your team at? <laughs> Where's your team at? And now Nico has those bragging rights. He's going to get to watch uh, from the sidelines. I'm assuming he's going to enjoy that. Uh, Jim Harbaugh proud. Of him. uh, It warms the, as Harbaugh said, the cockles of the heart. Now, C.J. Stroud, not too happy for him. Ohio State and Michigan, they hate each other like no other. Scott Van Pelt, that national scene that the Texans had, uh, uh, C.J. was on it. We'll we'll hear that as the internet goes nuts. English and Espanol, by the way. Here was uh, SVP having some fun with Nico Collins talking about the big game tonight at NRG. We're showing your guy, Nico, making catch after catch here. I know he's your guy, but I don't have to tell you where he went to school now, all right? And, and they're going to be playing in your stadium <laughs> on Monday. If, if the school up north wins a, wins a national title, you know you're not going to hear the end of it. Like, are you prepared to deal with what comes with that if they win the national championship Monday? I'm, uh, I'm focused on what I got going on. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm not really focused on that. Me and Nico, actually, we have a truce. He never beat us, and I never beat them. So okay. uh, we don't really talk about it much. But, yeah, man, I, 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 yeah, it sucks that he went there. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you finally answered the question, honestly, I, and I appreciate that on the way out. <laughs> That's great. And uh, he's, it's on his mind a little bit. By the way, what are you thinking about tonight's game? I think Michigan wins. I do, too. Yeah, physically dominant Michigan team, uh, a team that's going to be well-prepared. Uh, I think they'll actually try to feel the game out instead of have it scripted. So, yeah, I think they'll I think they'll be able to figure this out. That's a, that's a physical squad mm-hmm. for sure. Um, PFF, could I interest you in some PFF grades? Of course. Pro football focus. So, Nico Collins had the best rating. I think I think we probably, like, just watching the game, could assume that he would be near the top, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you heard Harbaugh. So, 92.4 was his grade uh cj stroud had an 83.7 I, I think we could watch that game and say okay he would probably be near the top right yeah 
Wait till you hear number three through five. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? I'm ready. Number three with an 80.9, Derek Barnett's. Dude, he's been good. He's been freaking really good. <laughs> he's been good. Number four with an 80.2. We've talked about Christian Harris. We've talked about Blake Cashman. Denzel Perriman, 80.2. Yeah, that one was a surprise to yeah, me. Yeah, I, th- I saw yeah. Jonathan Taylor getting a lot of yards. I don't know where this one came in. Yeah, but that was a yeah, surprise. Okay. Um, and then number five, DeAndre Houston Carson. He's been all right. He's had moments. I kind I don't know of if I feel pre- like Gardner Minshew. Like, did you know Alec Pierce didn't have a target? I thought he had one. No. Really? I don't think he had a target. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 yeah. A guy who averaged 16 yards per catch and the Texans were vulnerable to the, uh, to the deep ball. Did they go to him? I, I think, I, no, I, you know what I think it was? I think, I think it was a penalty. They did go to him once. Okay. But there was a penalty. Okay. So yeah. no targets. Yeah. For him. Yeah. Surprising. Mm-hmm. Thanks, I guess. Speaking of stats, J.J. Watt, he and his brother, T.J., are the only players in NFL history to have multiple 19-plus sack seasons. T.J. is also the first player in NFL history to lead the league in sacks three times. However, he left the game with a grade three MCL sprain against Baltimore. He will not, grade two, uh, he will not play this week. In Buffalo. That's huge. How about uh, them getting in the playoffs, though? No, oh, look, Mike Tomlin, come on. I mean, uh, everybody, everybody's everybody been talking about it. Uh, and, and and just for him to be able to do that in no losing seasons and three coaches since, at Pittsburgh since 1971, you talk about a culture. Uh, but you know what? It's it, it's ending this week. I, I think Buffalo's got this. Um, Derrick Henry, he gave the Texans a gift. He ran all over those Jacksonville Jaguars, and as a result, the Titans beat the Jags, and the Texans are the AFC South division champs. Here was um, a little Derrick Henry pep talk. This is from my favorite Titans fan, Morocco T. This was uh, Morocco T. This was the night, the day before the game. There was talk about should the Titans win, etc. Uh, here was uh, Morocco T, who gets really gassed up before games. This was his message about what Titans fans should have been thinking heading into Henry's final game as a Titan. Hey, f- all that other sh- My room guy for Sunday is I'm rooting for Derrick Henry to run for a whole bunch of damn yards and score a whole bunch of damn touchdowns, man. The draft pick. I don't give a. F- this ain't about them, man. This about Derrick Henry. If you got some f-ing money and time to go watch Derrick Henry on Sunday, go f-ing watch Derrick Henry and quit taking greatness for granted. Tighten up. Let's go. Okay. I like him. And it happened. Yeah. And it happened. Yep. And then after the game, Derrick Henry, he grabbed the microphone and he had a message for the people of Tennessee. Thank you for the greatest eight years of my life, the ups and the downs. Y'all been there for everything through the adversity. Watch me grow as a person and a player, always supporting me. Um, I love y'all. Uh, I love seeing the 22s in the stadium. Hopefully I was an inspiration to all the young kids and everybody in the community. Just thank y'all so much. Man, God is good. And tighten up, baby. Derrick Henry is a champ. There were people that watched this video and said, "Is this the is this the end of Derrick Henry in Tennessee?" How is it not? He basically just made a Lou Gehrig speech. Sounds like he's retiring. Yeah, he's <laughs> he just turned thirty last week. By the way, he still got some gas. You get him in the right situation, I damn sure don't nah, want to. I'm not interested. 
I, no, I, I would yeah. take him, but I, 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 I would damn sure take him here. All due sure. respect. No, I want Saquon, but yeah. uh, I, I would definitely take him. Um, Dalton Schultz, bittersweet for him. The, the, the sweet, the Texans won. Division title. The bitter, he needed six catches to get a $250,000 bonus, and he finished with five. And he had that one that just went over the fingertips yep. that normally he would have caught. Dalton Schultz, quarter of a million dollars. One more catch. It sucks. Um, and I've heard, I've seen people say, "Well, they'll they'll make it right for no, you." You, no, can't. you can't. You can't. You can't do that. Yeah, I mean, you, you it, it it's a contractual thing. Then all of a sudden, the league and the NFLPA, well, you can't do it. At least you get a playoff share. You know, at this point, even a loser's playoff share, you'll get a, what forty thousand, forty five thousand, whatever it is. So at least he's got that going for him. The Chiefs are on Peacock. So the Texans started off on NBC. Browns at Texans. Saturday night, Peacock. Chiefs, Dolphins. How do you feel about the Chiefs being put on Peacock? McLean's trying to throw out all these conspiracy theories, Taylor Swift, all that. I I have Peacock, so I'm fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not the right person to ask. And I and, and even I, if I didn't, I would find a way to bootleg it or something. Exactly. Like that. You'll I find a way to out. watch the game, uh, one way or another. It's not any conspiracy. It's not anything at all. I, I never even asked for Peacock. It was just in one of the bundles I got. Uh, then at Sunday, the final AFC game, Steelers at Bills. Steelers are a 10-point dog in that game. Uh, no T.J. Watts and uh, Mason Rudolph at quarterback. I, I think this might be closer than we think. Really? I think this might be closer than we think. I really do. Buffalo's weird, man. They're a weird-ass team. They're hot. Well... They were wetting the bed yesterday, and then that punt return just completely flipped it around. I was I was just going to say, I don't know how the Texans and Browns game is going to turn out, but I think these next two games are going to be snooze fests. I, I think the Dolphins are cooked. Like, like not only do they get the, you know, the life knocked out of them, they're going to be playing in minus temperatures. Like, they're expecting, like, minus 10, minus 15 uh, in, in Kansas City. And then I think... I think the Bills are just going to run. They're just going to run the Steelers. NFC, San Francisco with the bye. The Eagles, uh, Jalen Hurts, by the way, the the finger's okay, I guess. It kind of looks bent to me, mm-hmm. uh, the middle finger. and the, the x-rays say that it's all right. That doesn't look great to me. Uh, they're going to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Monday night, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, and on Sunday night at 7 p.m., you're going to have the Rams at Lions, Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit. And then Sunday, 3.30, you're going to have on Fox, Packers at Cowboys. Uh, Dan Campbell just said uh, that he thinks there's an outside chance uh, Sam Laporte is going to play. Okay. <laughs> just, I'm just, All right, dude. Just telling you what he said. Sam Laporta carted off yeah. uh, in their, quote, meaningless game. But okay. Yeah. All right, buddy. That's what we'll he's saying. see. Okay. All right. Uh, NFL coaching news, Arthur Smith, he got fired. He was in the middle of a hilarious controversy we'll get to in a sec. Uh, Ron Rivera, he got canned. Jim Harbaugh, we already mentioned Jim Harbaugh. He's in town for the national title game. He was asked about his future. Uh, Here's what crazy Jim Harbaugh had to say. How much will the result of this game influence your level of interest in coaching in the NFL afterwards? No idea about that. Couldn't be more happy to be here. This is... uh, this is a tremendous scene. They do everything big in Texas. This is cool. Right where we want to be headed. This is where we this is where we work to get there. I understand your one track focus on this, but people are wondering about the future of Michigan's football program. You're obviously a big part of that. And I know the administration wants you back. 
Yeah, there's a calendar. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly talk about the future. Uh, I hope to have one. How about that? A future? I hope to have one. Yes. Thank you. He's not even trying anymore to be coy. <laughs> He's just completely evasive of it all. But, uh, you know, he could easily dispel all this. He's not. So there's He shouldn't know. He'd, he'd probably figure something out. I mean, He's got to go. He, Chargers he, are just chilling. No, right? no. He, I mean, he, what I'm saying is if he wanted to stay, he could easily defuse it. So Arthur Smith, he was canned. I don't know what happened to this guy. As soon as he got the job, he just became a jerk. Like he went from being the ultimate grinder to becoming a jerk. I, I guess it happens in all professions. You work, you you act a certain way, then you get the gig, and all of a sudden you're just like a weirdo. Maybe that happened to Arthur Smith. Maybe he'll be calling plays for the Titans next year. Who knows? Um, but there was some drama at the end of the game, and I'll be honest. When I initially saw it, I, all I saw was Arthur Smith getting pissed at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, because I guess the Saints had scored a, a touchdown late, and, and I was sitting there thinking, okay, well. They lined up and they scored. Like, what are you upset about, Arthur Smith? What, what, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, then I saw the play. They lined up in victory formation on the one and then ran the ball. They didn't just line up normal. They lined up in victory well, formation. There's clearly a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, trickery there, for, you know, whatever, uh, deception. To take a 48-14 to 14 lead. But I go back to what I've always said. Don't ever run up the score in high school because it's usually just big mass, you know, mismatches. Don't run. I disagree because if it's the backups, then I would let the backups play. Let them play, but don't the run backups, it up. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like ball. in late situations. Yeah, play ball. No, no. High school. High you, school, if this kid doesn't get to play, get in there, Johnny. Throw your touchdown. No, no. Yeah, throw your touchdown, no, Let Johnny. him play. No, it's all good, Johnny. No. That, that, that's the Johnny's big. had a run. He got benched earlier this year. Had to play a couple games at JV. Go get you some touchdowns. To continue, never, ever run up the score in high school. You can in college if you're not playing some, you know, uh, by game. This or, is a big rule book. You know, this is a very a skinny rule book, and it's easy to recall. Never do it in high school. Occasionally, it's allowed in, in in college, and just play defense in the NFL. These are professional football they were lined players. Lined up in a victory. Though. I don't care. That was kind of sick, though. I don't. It was kind of sick. I don't. You're, you, you, if what you're if in you the can NFL, do that at the end of a half, at the end of a half, and, if, and and bust it through. If you're in the NFL and complaining about a, an, an, another NFL team running up the score on you, you suck. And you should yeah. probably be well, fired. Well, they suck. That's why you got right. fired. Right. Uh, Dennis Allen, after the game, however, disagreed. Apparently, they went rogue. And we'll hear who went rogue shortly. Shouldn't surprise many people. Here's Dennis Allen, this, uh, the Saints head coach, talking about the drama. Uh, we should have taken a knee. So, I want to apologize to them. I wasn't happy about that. So, they asked me about getting Jamal a touchdown at the end. Um, I said I wanted to take a knee. We put victory out there. And the guys kind of wanted to get him a touchdown. And they, they did that on their own. That's not That's unacceptable. By they, it was Jameis Winston. Yeah. Go figure. Here was Jameis Winston after the game explaining why the Saints went rogue and pissed off old Arthur Smith. Apologize to DA because the play was was victory. Yeah. Uh, but I also explained to DA that it was a team decision. And uh, and I think when you have the a team morale, and I asked the guys, I say, guys, like, what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. We know how much Jamal means to this team, and DA didn't condone that at all. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't. However, we decided as a team to do it, and man, we got an interception to the one yard line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so if 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 we would have scored, 
would it still would have been disrespectful? Right. You know. However, when you when you return the ball to the one yard line and you have that opportunity, we just had that opportunity and uh, and we decided. I think it should be forgotten, especially when the score is already 41-17. Uh, so I, I don't know how how much worse it can get. To disrespect him. That was not my intention. Uh, my intention was to lead the team that I've been with the entire year, and we made a collective decision that we wanted to get one of our guys who they fight with blood, sweat, and tears every game in the end zone. And uh, I'm gonna feel good about that. All right, he feels good about it. God, he's hilarious. <laughs> so then a reporter had a little back and forth with him, and Jameis Winston asked the reporter's opinion. The yeah. reporter gave his opinion, and here was uh, Jameis Winston explaining himself. It's about us as a team making a collective decision. But I do apologize to Dennis. I apologize to DA because that was not his call. Do, do we regret for scoring 41 points on him? Do you think we, we regret that? Well, you do have to play these guys twice a year. That's all I'm saying. We, we already played them twice. I know, but I'm talking about you. You know, somebody has got to play these guys twice a year. That's all. How do you feel about it? Tell me how you feel about it. Not good. Why don't you feel good about it? Because you got to play these guys twice a year. But what about it makes you not feel good about it? So, the head coach tells you to kneel it up. You're asking my opinion? Yes. I think you should have kneeled it up. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you as respectfully as I can. You answer my question as respectfully as you could, and I'm telling you as respectfully as I can that I respectfully disagree with you. That's all. You disagree with me or the entire team? Whoever made that decision. Okay, so you disagree with the entire team. So thank you. No, I'm, I'm just being, I'm being honest and respectful. And that's what I'm attempting to do too. And that's what I am doing. So, All right. I love him. He's. I love what, him. What is going on? He's here? a treasure. He, he is. What, what and his facial here? expressions during the interview were just awesome. What are, What are we doing Off here? Off the charts. What are we doing here? That That is absolute. Insanity. Jameis Winston, my goodness. Coming up, CJ captures the hearts of the nation, and the internet goes nuts. That's next here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Shoppers John Deere on Sports Radio 610. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. Internet going nuts here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Landry Locker, John Lopez. Uh, it is Reaction Monday. Texans on the big stage uh, on Saturday. And the the whole – my favorite thing about the the Texans and, and being on the national stage is you kind of get a grasp of what, what the, the nation is talking about, what people think about the Texans. Yeah. It was clearly the D'Amico show. It was clearly the CJ show. Uh, and primetime CJ was on display. Yeah, look, we, we said this at noon if you weren't listening, and, and I think it's really, really important because you know now we're in the playoffs. C.J. Stroud is the guy, is the story, is going to be the difference in the game every time. Every time. I mean, there, there, there are a lot of guys that we're going to be dissecting and analyzing and talking about uh, Devin Singletary. Is, is Noah Brown going to be back? Is, and they're all important. Is Nico Collins going to be able to you know to duplicate what he did? That that's all factors. Those are all little pieces. Hell, we talked about how Cameron Johnson was a weapon in that game and, and pinning people, pinning uh, the Colts. You're going in the sticks now. You're going the punters. But what I'm saying is, it's C.J. Stroud. Like like how is C.J. The, Stroud? He, he is he is the guy. He and D'Amico. It's a it's a combo platter. My whole thing, and, and this has been our biggest disagreement, is I, I think there's too much reflection going on at this point. This is a winnable game on Saturday. You got to get greedy. Like this is. 
it's cool. There's going to be plenty of time to reflect. Once C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans walk off the field for the last time, cool, we can reflect. But at this point, you got a winnable game on Saturday. There's no house money. Yeah, like Th- I- this is a discussion we have. If they lose, it's time to get it's time to get greedy, John. I am too. I'll get greedy. Forget the reflection. And I'm not reflecting like nostalgia, like oh, you know, back in the day. This no, I'm talking about just letting the moment wash over me and how important. Like I can't. I, I say it all the time. You can't predict how you're how something's gonna make you feel. Like like you know. And I just felt like, not like D'Amico in the hallway, but I I just let I was like. Wow, man. I think I said man like three times. From where this organization was over the last three years to here so fast, I was just like, it's not reflecting. It's not nostalgia. It's just like appreciating what happened. And I don't even know how the Browns handle their handle looking at the last game. I mean, there's certain things yeah. you can look at, but like CJ Stroud wasn't there. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Like, there, there is not, it's not Case Keenum. Like, it's, it's not the ghost of Case Keenum out there. CJ Stroud was not on the field. I don't know. Like, we we considering we can say it was a beat down and all the straw that stirs the drink was not on the That's football. That's what I'm saying. They know yeah. it better than anyone. I'm yeah. Just, and I was I was happy to see CJ get his flowers. I was happy to see D'Amico get his flowers on the national stage. It, it was nice to see that, and and I think it's going to be the norm. Like we're going to see this team on prime time way more often, maybe three four times next week. But it, it was it was fun to see what people thought, and they really simplified it. Like everybody, the only national person I saw picked mm-hmm. the. Picked the Colts with Scott Van Pelt, and his reasoning was, I want to be different. There yeah. was no like, uh, it was, I want to be different because it was all about the quarterback. Wise man once told me, it's all about the quarterback. As long as you have a quarterback, you have a chance. Texans have a quarterback. Texans have a chance for sure on Saturday. There's going to be time to reflect. I'm looking ahead. I wonder how much noise they can make. Yeah, uh, and, and to look ahead, uh, uh, this is going to be an altogether different environment too. Like, we, we, uh, How many times this year have we said, well, I don't know. Is it going to be? Is it going to be sold out? You know how many how many Browns fans? Hell, in the last Browns game, we were saying it. How many Browns fans are, are going to be there? How many Titans fans? Hey, there might be some, but this is going to be like a throwback to speaking of nostalgia to like 2011, 2012. How would this make you feel? Internet going nuts here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Does Andre Johnson have kids? Andre Johnson? Yeah, I believe he, he does. Yes. Okay, like if Andre Johnson, let's say Andre Johnson had a son, and his son was one of the top prospects heading into the draft, mm-hmm. and the Colts were putting it on the Texans, and Andre Johnson's son was praising the Colts quarterback. How would that make you feel as a as a as a Texans fan? It's fine, I get it. Okay, well, yeah. that's what happened with the Colts. Marvis, Marvin Harrison Jr., who played with C.J. Stroud at Ohio State. Primetime CJ money mm-hmm. was what Marvin Harrison put. There was all kinds of stuff going on on the internet. Marvin Harris, Marvin Harrison Jr. I think you'd be okay. I think you could forgive him for that. Absolutely. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. It, it, it's just awkward. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. I haven't mentioned this yet today, and I should have earlier, but it does have the internet going nuts. It's with regard to uh, Ron Rivera getting fired. I'm telling you. I'm not saying they're going to hire him because there's some great candidates out there. Maybe even Bill Belichick. Maybe you know they uh, hired the uh, Bob Myers from the Warriors to oversee it. They also you see who else they hired. They hired the Forty Niners, Spielman too, and the Forty Niners assistant general manager. The Forty Niners, who's they're been interviewing there. him. They're interviewing him, not hiring. Yeah, they're interviewing him. Yeah, they're, they're interviewing him. Uh, so I say all that to say this: I think Bobby Sloak's going to get an interview, if not there, especially after Saturday night. I'm not saying that he was, he's even going to get offered a job. Some people were upset with his play calling Saturday night, which I just can't get down with. I can't either. 
Uh, I mean, I thought they were throw just... Throw the ball. Throw the ball. They can't block. The yeah. receivers aren't getting open. Yeah. I kept hearing throw, they the, ball. One throw the ball. They got one receiver. They got one receiver. To who? There's one guy. He's yeah. tired. And and look, I'm not saying I'm wishing any of this, but Bobby Slowick is going to is going to get some interviews. Yeah. Uh, you know, he might. And that might be a good spot. He might. In Washington. He might. Number two overall pick. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. This was CJ with Lisa Salters. This was after the game. This went viral. This had the internet going nuts. Uh, we'll hear this version of CJ, and then we got a little Deportes, a little ESPN right. Deportes interview with CJ Stroud. How about that? Uh, here is uh, step one, ESPN slash ABC, Lisa Salters with your quarterback. Welcome to the playoffs. How does that sound to you? Man, it's a blessing. I can't do nothing but just thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, man. I'm sorry. I put a lot of work in. My team has everybody counting us out from the, from the start. So, man, it's just special to see the city of Houston just on to come up again. And um, I'm just blessed enough to be the vessel that, that Christ picked to, to lead this great franchise. So I can do nothing but just thank the Lord. I'm just curious. We could see you writing something on your wristband as you came out of the tum- tunnel to start the game. What, what was it? Yes, ma'am. I put a, a lot of stuff, but I put a cross, um, triple sevens, and then to the glory of God. Um, and then I put Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which is my favorite scripture, made for this. I put STM, which is my group of friends back home, and I put Long Live S3, my cousin who passed away that introduced wrist. me to football. <laughs> and then it's I put the wrist. Empire, where I, where, I'm come, where I come from. CJ, you introduced yourself to a national NFL audience tonight. Just what do you think that you, you showed everyone? Um, I, I think it's not me. It, it's my teammates, my, my linemen, oh, uh, my receivers running great routes, my it's running backs doing their job, our tight ends, our defense being very great. It's not just me out there. Uh, but I think tonight we showed the world what the Texans can do, and we're going to continue to do that. You told me that all week you kept reminding yourself, just you is good enough. Why was it important for you to keep telling yourself that? I, I just feel like God wouldn't put nothing on me that I couldn't handle, and um, I feel like who I am as a person, the work I know I put in, that that's, that's plenty. And that, that might be just uh, too much. You know, I, I, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this. And it's just, it's just really cool to see the fruits of your labor uh, come out, man. And, and I'm just super blessed. Congratulations on the win. And, again, welcome to the playoffs. There you go. Appreciate you. So he wrote down 777 on his wrist? Dude, that's actually sick, though. It's like the old school WCW. I know you weren't watching wrestling back in the, the late 90s. I can't blame you. Um <laughs> But like he he walks out of the he walks out of the door. He has this sharpie in his hand, and yeah. he, like Bill Goldberg used to like they'd knock on the door, and then he'd just come out like that. That <laughs> needs to be C.J. Stroud's new thing. He just walks that like have someone like knock on the door, and then he comes out, and he's just like writing on his wrist. Yeah, that's sick. Seven seven seven. I wonder seven. does he write something? Does he write the same thing, or does he write something? He probably different? writes something different every time. But he was seven out of seven, and he's number seven. Seven 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 on that last drive. Seven out of seven. Uh, in that the the 10th drive? Yeah. Which, by the way, do you agree or disagree that the, the play on the second down after they had moved the chains to Schultz, the play to Nico Collins was the play of the year? I called it the Heisman moment. Okay, the Heisman uh, moment. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, I mean, it, it was absolutely the play of the year. Uh, probably in the league, you know, in terms of uh, the magnitude of it all. I thought he was throwing it away, and I was going to say good job. I mean, that game was 
Let's remember that game was slipping away, man. No, no, the momentum, the momentum. <laughs> the like was, they were lucky to hold yeah. him to three. It was 17-17. It was drive yeah. ten. You started off with a sack, so you lost ten yes. yards. Then you picked up sixteen with Schultz. Then you found Schultz. You moved the chains. Then Andrew Beck got a holding penalty, mm-hmm. uh, and then on second down you find Nico Collins, and then you find Nico Collins down to the five. You get the M one on the horse collar, yeah. and Singletary scores. Not just off his back foot, but literally falling backwards. The other thing that I thought was interesting, and and, and, a, and a listener brought this up. Um, is at the end of the game, you can say that they played it perfectly. So I don't want to. I, I don't want to question like what Shane Steichen did. He made a good play call, but they were clearly playing to not give CJ the rock. Oh, absolutely. So there was a CJ impact, and 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 when you're doing that, you leave such a small margin of error that one drop on fourth down, yeah, ball game. So I think you even saw like the CJ impact, not just on offense, but you kind of saw it on defense you, because you, you saw they it. they were aware it was a don't leave too much time. The 40, 43, 46 seconds against like, Tampa Bay. When they're like 536 left when we, they got the ball. We saw them against Tampa Bay. We saw them against mm-hmm. Cincinnati lead late drives. They they were they were aware of that. They no, were very and, aware and, of that. And, and I tweeted this when that drive started. Because you have CJ Stroud, if had they gotten inside your 10-yard line and they were damn close, uh, you know, with, with just a minute or so left, you had to consider letting them score so CJ could have another shot. No doubt. Internet going nuts here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 16. Let's obla a little bit. Let's I, I need you to help me out here. All right, let me write this down. ESPN Deportes was on the scene. Mm-hmm. They interviewed C.J. Stroud after. I guess there was something where you cut something, and I, I guess Houston won tamales, I think, or something like that. I don't know what the guy was saying. I think he was joking. Wait, it went over my head. He says it. He says it. Where you cut he says something. It. He cut something with, open. With tamales? Oh, it's a celebration. And then the guy like made a joke. You'll hear the joke. Okay. I'm not as stupid as I sound. Okay. I sound I sound like the biggest dumb white honky in the world. I promise you this will make sense. This is CJ Stroud with ESPN Deportes. Significa en tu primer partido in in prime time get out to keep out of the playoffs. What does it mean your first prime time game and you guys get a win at los playoffs? I'm not going to embarrass myself, but I don't know. You probably said something nice. So muchos gracias. I appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm blessed enough to uh, to be the vessel that God put me in this position to, to lead this team to victory tonight. And I'm just super blessed, man. I can't wait to get to the playoffs. Sí, muy agradecido. Dios me puso en esta posición. Háblame de la conexión con Mills. So just talk about your connection with Mills, your receiver, in fuego tonight. Yeah, Nico's a dog, man. Uh, we had a lot of guys step up big time. And, I mean, we set the tone from the first play from our coaching staff calling a great game to uh, us players executing, man. So uh, that's what you do when you put a full game plan, put the work in that practice, and go put it on the field. Sí, Nico, tú eres un perro. Todos tuvimos un gran plan. So finally, the three wise men arrive on the January 6th with a Rosca de Reyes. Oh, so if you can grab it, yeah, yeah. Listen, you listen, grab it and cut it. Trump. Yeah, it's here. Where was that? Right there. Oh. You can take it out. What's that? That means that all of Houston will get free tamales See? in La Candelaria. Mi amigo, congratulations. Okay, well, that, okay now it have, makes sense. Okay, yeah, help me out. I don't know. I didn't know what was going on. A king just, cake. Rosca de Reyes. Yeah, yeah. And then you, like, you get the baby or whatever. The other day. Yeah, like you get the baby or whatever. A good is, treat? A good look. is that a good treat? Well, I don't want to swallow with that you know, plastic baby. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking it's about all the right. cake. The that, cinnamon that, cake ones, that cake didn't the look like. The cinnamon ones are good. It didn't look like the best effort that i But I've I guess seen. they had a promotion of some sort. Yeah. You know, where all of Houston gets free tamales. Yeah, see, you looked at me like but I was just saying something like that. You looked at me like I'm talking Chili Rolino or something like that. 
Come on, brother. You look at me, look at me like I'm talking about Chili well, Rolinos. You earned it. Internet going nuts here on In the Loop. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. So I, I, I've noticed this. I want to know if you've noticed this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good moments when the Texans are winning a primetime game, but there's one thing that happens that just completely ticks people off, whether it's on the stream, whether it's online, whether it's on the text line. Laramie Tunsil false starts. Oh, God. Laramie Tunsil false starts. Whether it's just one, whether it's two, whether it's three, whether it's four, people get hissed well, at Laramie should. Tunsil false starts. All the money he's made and the whole – I got That fourth and one was demoralizing. Dude, he, he, he killed drives. You can't have stuff like that happen. He killed drives. And, and, and this whole target on my back crap. No, man, you're moving early, and they're paying more focus, you know, more attention to it. Man, that yeah. one, whew. Don't ignore in victory, man. Like, that's got to be cleaned up. No, no, because you can't do that. There's a lot of stuff that they're going to have to clean up. 11 penalties. And I actually think that's the biggest blessing in disguise. I don't think they played great. Well, given the circumstances. Jonathan Taylor ran all over them. Yeah. They're, they were kind of – no, none of the other receivers stepped up. Yeah. Well, they, they didn't, didn't really him. run the ball well. Mm-hmm. Um. The the play was actually open where the guy dropped it. That's good. You want a coach. You want a coachable win. Yeah. Oh, they got it. Coachable win. They got it. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig here on Houston Sports Leader Sports Radio six ten. Coming up next, let's look ahead to Cleveland. The two biggest advantages heading into this game, and there might be a third. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk to the guys from the drive next. Thank you, Figgy. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Shoppers John Deere on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. Where do you sit on rest versus rust? Uh, some people roll their eyes at it, but where, where do you sit on rest um, versus rust? That, that whole thing when it comes to teams being able to rest, usually before playoff games and usually in the, the type of situation that the Texans find themselves in Saturday 3:30 on NBC and Sports Radio 6. One week in football is not rust. Okay. And and like like people always bring this up it's kind of silly. When was the last time an NFL team had a bye week and anybody said even after a loss, well, you know, wish we'd have played last week. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, sometimes they you try to font, make sense of things, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's the immediate like low hanging fruit for if a team loses coming off a bye. Yeah, much like they just wanted it more type of thing. But based on that, I would say that you you feel, and I think rightfully so, I would agree with you that the Browns do have a significant advantage in that they've been able to sit around for a week, didn't have to play their guys this week, and that they, a banged up squad had an opportunity to get more healthy. You yes. would agree that's an advantage. That is one big advantage they have. Now, on the other hand, you have the Texans who they they had to they, they've already played a playoff game. Mm-hmm. They, you can call this oh we just they just got into the playoffs. That was a playoff game. They had to they had to win to advance and that's what they did. So, you could make a case that the Texans having to have that mindset could perhaps be an advantage especially for a young team that doesn't really know any better now that they've actually experienced it yeah you could say that that's an advantage i think you could say each team got exactly what they needed uh the browns you know uh, with their th- quarterback and miles garrett and and amari cooper getting around that was exactly what they needed the texans they got a playoff game before a playoff game that was exactly what this team needed so it, i'm not saying they cancel each other out because who knows how it's going to play out 
but they but they got what they needed. I, and I know the Texans had injuries too, and we'll see starting tomorrow how that play starts to play out on the practice field. But um, they, they, the Texans needed to have that game, to have that experience, to have that moment, that gut-wrenching. And the other thing they've got going for them, they played a lot of close games, a lot of them, and that's a good thing. So I think those are advantages that you, it depends how you feel uh, about it. I, I would say the Browns being able to rest is is probably Easily. The, the bigger advantage there. Easily. Now this is an advantage that that could equalize what the Browns possess. The Browns played about as perfect of an offensive game against the Texans the last time these teams met as I as I could imagine them playing. They put up 36 points. Amari Cooper had damn near 300 yards. He had two touchdowns. David Njoku did his thing. So D'Amico Ryans can look back at recent tape, and that was a situation where the Browns were going all in. They, they smelled blood, and they mm-hmm. wanted to win that game. D'Amico Ryans possesses a blueprint of what a beatdown with the Browns in their offense, what it looks like against your defense. I think that's a huge advantage. I think it is. And then there's also this, like, Amari Cooper is awesome. This just in, breaking news. But, dude. He He's had, not that awesome. He had a couple of catches. Yeah, he ain't that like awesome. Like, the one on the, I'm thinking of on the side, like, I mean, like, come on. Then he got his toes down. He ain't that. Like, you, if you're saying, we're going to do that again, you can't predict that. That yeah, was just, like, that. one of those days. Um, and and then you, you mentioned it. You know, they have the game plan in mind that they think, based on their most recent you know, appearance against the, or, you know, meeting with the, the Browns, what they think could, could, could win. The Browns have no idea what they think could win. Well, and they because, because as much as they did against Case Keenum, this is this is CJ Stroud. This and, ain't Case Keenum. And, and I think I think it's safe to say, and and I can say this. I don't know if you agree or not. Like CJ Stroud's good to go. Like he's he's prepared to play as good as he has at any point in the season. Like based on what he did shorthanded the other day, like CJ Stroud is. 100% prepared to be an elite quarterback. Would you agree with that? I thought the first play of the game was kind of a declaration of yeah. that. I, I, th- I, I really think they saw something. They wanted to make a big play. It was in the script. But I think part of that kind of equation was like, all right, they think we're going to be dinking and dunking and protecting C.J.? Boom, let's go deep. So you, so you would agree that C.J. Stroud's ready to play as good as good he has go. all season long? Good to go. Figgy, would you agree with that? Yes. Okay, so knowing that – and knowing that he's healthy, it's a blessing in disguise that he didn't play against the Browns. Oh, yeah. You ended up winning the division anyways. You ended up getting to host a playoff game. We didn't think that was possible, mm-hmm. and the Browns didn't get a look at him. So the worst thing, that, or one of the worst things that we felt that, that, that happened to the Texans this year where C.J. Stroud had to miss games and he had to miss that big game, which at the time we thought playoff implications and all that, it actually ends up being one of the biggest blessings you have because while you have a blueprint mm-hmm. of what their full-strength offense looks like when it's clicking on all cylinders, while you have that, they have no idea what C.J. Stroud yep. is going to do. They have no idea of how he's going to handle what they're going to bring. And they brought it. Like, they did not – it's not like they eased up because Case Keenum no. was out there. That was their that, – that was, that was the Cleveland Browns at their best. That was, that was arguably their high point of this season. Could be. So – what ended up what what looked like oh my god this sucks ended up actually this is where you start talking about man maybe there's like something deeper going on here it ended up being a blessing for the Texans which is crazy and take it another step 
to the offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick. If he had a game plan, put it this way, the game plan he had. It's not going to be the same. With Case Keenum? Yeah, it's not going to be the same. 180 degrees. It's not even the same. But they're, they're, they're like total opposite. And they're going to have to overthink it. Well, what are they going to do with Amari Cooper? Because I know D'Amico said when asked about, you know, potential uh, Stingley following him around, uh, D'Amico said, that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. You damn sure better not do what you did. <laughs> you know? like yeah, you, This ain't the regular season. <laughs> yeah, you damn sure better not do what you did. So that well, you going will, home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, you're very aware of what's going on there. But they do have two guys right there. Njoku and, and Amari Cooper, they can get the best of you. But I just think that it, that what, what ended up being like the end of the world and all that, it ended up playing out perfectly. And everything went your way. Titans beat the Jags. You mm-hmm. smacked the Titans around for two weeks, embarrassed them. All they of a ju- sudden. They tried to crap on Houston. And yeah. then what do the Titans do? They, ha- they, they help you win the division. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Very yeah. much. Now go get me a lunch. Go get me a diet soda. <laughs> and give me 10%. Get me a beer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Goodness gracious. I, it's, it's, it's a different world that they're looking at right now, uh, the Browns, uh, in terms of uh, offense. Uh, for I mean, defensively for sure, and even offensively, I mean, you know, D'Amico is not going to say, "Well, I thought I thought that worked out just fine," <laughs> you know. And here's what's real weird, and and I I look at this as the show of record in Cleveland, uh, out there at our sister station, uh, Ken Carmen show with Anthony Lima. That's I think that's the go-to as far as getting a pulse of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll be honest, I love him, but sometimes uh, Ken will have like some straw man arguments. Mm-hmm. But he does have as good of a pulse of that city as anyone. He's the, he's the top TV guy there, and he's the top radio guy. Uh, friend of mine as well, worked with him for a little bit. But he's saying that they're not excited in Cleveland. Like he's saying he's getting a feel he that the fans aren't that it. excited. Like they're not feeling it. Yeah. What? Not are you overlooking? I don't. Are they? Are they overlooking the Texans? I don't know. We'll 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 dive more into it tomorrow. But I mean, this is Ken Carmen saying it doesn't feel like Browns fans are excited about the playoffs. Do they honestly? Yeah, think, they make the playoffs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> do they think what happened three weeks ago matters? Like, do they think they're just going to walk through the Texans? Do they not realize that that guy who played at the college that they love, C.J. Yeah. Stroud, was not on the field? Like, what is going on there? Uh, it could be a straw man, but I think that's weird. It could be because I because I'm feeling the excitement. I, with that Texans might fans. be a straw man because I, everybody I seen didn't want to see the Texans because it's C.J. Well, that's what I was going to say, Figgy. And you know, the the Browns have always been. Very knowledgeable football fans. Say what you will. No, big time. Uh, very knowledgeable football fans. They know what they've got coming or yeah. where they're, they're going. They're familiar with CJ Stroud's they, work. They know where they're going. Yeah, they know his work. They know all that. That's crazy they also to saw me. Saturday night. It's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I will be interested. If the Dolphins can upset the Chiefs and the Texans can beat the Browns, you avoid Baltimore in that second round. Whew. Yeah. Whew. That's a hurdle I'll cross after Saturday afternoon. But, <laughs> okay, hard but, No, no, no. I'm saying but – uh, the possi- what's it sound like? Uh, Got to win the game first. Yeah. <laughs> Let's focus on the game before we start talking about that. I believe I said that's a hurdle I'll cross after. They got to win game. the ball game. Um, Counting all your ears before it hatch. But I don't think I don't think the Dolphins have a chance against the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now there's other possibilities. Remember you said that. I, I won't forget. Yeah. Mark that. Right, mark it, Figgy. Mark that one. I, I could be wrong. Mark that one. Mark the hell out of that one, by the way. I merely said. The hell out of it. I merely said, I don't feel good about the Dolphins against the Chiefs. I I just don't. I do. But I'm. Minus degrees, minus temperatures. We'll go go hard on that. We'll we'll, we'll just worry about the. 
We'll just worry about the, I didn't say that, the game in front of us. Yeah, there's yet another thing I didn't say. Texans versus Browns. <laughs> they got to get through the Browns first. Very winnable game, mm-hmm. for sure. Very, 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 very winnable game and, and uh, possess some uh, advantages, for sure. I, I think you should go to I'm, – I'm, I'm going to set your schedule for after this. I, I think you should go get you a uh, division cap, man. Well, I think look, Lopez should go get him a division, the AFC South division cap. Look, right now I, I I have said this and I believe it. I thought I think I don't thought I think division championship stuff is for losers. But this is a hold step. on, this hold on, step. hold on. When no, no, it is. You think that you think the Chiefs care about division championships? Please don't compare the Chiefs to the Texans. No, 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 no. I mean, what I'm saying is in generic sense. That's just the first one that came to mind. Time, you think the a, Ravens care about division championships? Again, those are organizations. That are but that's my space. point. That's my point. Like when Bill O'Brien was saying all this stuff about division championships, I get it. It's an accomplishment. It's a big accomplishment. But they had higher, you know, loftier goals that most people thought were legitimate, especially when Deshaun Watson was Well, he here. was using it to justify shortcomings. Now, what I what I, I will I, say is this real quick. Sorry, Ron. Go ahead. Um, in this case, because it's, it's almost like new again. Yes. yes. Enjoy it. Go get you a shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's in Bill O'Brien's Texas. Locked up. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. It's a, yeah. Even at that point, I can understand you'd won – what three full divisions? Yeah, or whatever in that time frame. Yeah, and and, and it was still. But if you want to get one now, I'm good with it. it was, I won't. It was still kind of close to the uh, Kubiak years too, where yeah. you win a division. But uh, this is this is different. Man. That's exactly I what I'm. Be, that's I can't my point. Believe them jokers are here. Yeah. Uh, well, of course. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe them jokers. Yeah. So yeah, go get you a hat. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? In fact, you know what, Lopez, I'm gonna buy you one myself. All right. Oh, look at this guy. All right. Look at this guy. Oh, I thought you were whipping out the wallet. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you should have known he was bull jabbing when he said, I'm going to buy one for I you. <laughs> I mean, he really contemplates Courtney's gifts at, at, uh, yeah. at hey, don't, hey, don't, don't you put that on me now. Oh, my I, bad. I, I, I get my gifts and I get them timely. <laughs> I I, I, I'm not on the division gear. I'm with you, Lopez. Now. Yeah. I don't know no uh, division. Well, I'm, I'm, but but the newness of it, I get. I'm looking ahead. I'm, I I don't want to reflect even like I you know this whole reflection thing. Me and Lopez started out the show. We disagreed. Like I we got plenty of time to do that. That speaks for itself. Right now, you got a winnable ball game against the Cleveland Browns team. That I mean, you should feel you should feel pretty decent about. I think there is. I think there are some things in the Texans' favor right now that are. I mean, they are hard to imagine not not playing out for them. It's gonna be a good one. But it, it is going to be a very winnable game. Very winnable. It's definitely going to be a different game than what we watched that I mean, weekend. Oh, course, yeah. No I doubt. mean, that's that's the that's the biggest deal. But I, I can't, I'm going to be honest with you. All, of all the opponents that the Texans could have faced, the Cleveland scare me more than anybody. Well, yeah, and they're also yeah, healthy. Good. You've been saying, I'm going I'm to get they're you. They're also healthy. <laughs> they're also healthy. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've been sitting around for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, I just think uh, D'Amico at least has a visual of what an ass whooping looks like. Uh, a full-out full, full out ass whooping looks like. So, he can adjust or they can die, for lack of a better term. <laughs> the season, not like that. Damn. Well, see, no, <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> adjust or die. Adjust or die. <laughs> CJ just makes such a huge difference. I mean, he just – you can't even look at it as he just helps the offense. I mean, he clearly makes it significantly well, easier on the defense as well. Just, the question is how much. Yeah, well, the yeah. Colts – I mean, the Colts, you can say that they played it perfect and, you know, if it was a perfect play call by Steichen and if Minshew maybe makes a better throw and the guy catches the rock, then it goes on. But you have – they were aware they did not want to give CJ Stroud the ball. Correct. 
Although Jonathan Taylor probably shouldn't have run out of bounds twice. That kind of helped a little bit, too. The hell was he thinking? He um, could have cut it up easily. Oh, easily. Or just fall down or something. But, <laughs> hey, thank you very much. But, yeah, they were definitely aware of CJ. You know what I'm aware of right now? You're listening to KILTAM, KLTHD2. In the drive is Mother F in live. The drive is live. Yeah.